on the beach a day earlier than normal because it's the only place to go to read your emails and tweets. We got the whole squad here today. I'm Skeets. We got Tassie. We got Trey. We got Lily. We got JD. Thanks to everyone who continue to send in great questions and comments. Keep them coming. Email us, nodunksattheathletic.com, or tweet them in at nodunksinc or use that hashtag nodunks. Let's do this. You guys were great at sending in short ones this week. You really listened. <laughs> mm. Listen to how short these ones are. First one. Hey, NDC, with the recent awesome play of second fiddles, Chris Middleton, CJ McCollum, and Bradley Beal, which of these guys would you most like to see run a team of their own? What are some other second chairs you'd want to see performing the big solo? I like that. As Sam writes it. Well, we're actually seeing a couple of these guys, yeah, straight up just run their teams. Bradley Beal all season has been... You know, the lead dog, the alpha male yep. on the Wizards. Um, and I'd say he will be that same guy next year mm, when John Wall comes that's back. That's very interesting. Yeah, possibly. Mm. I don't think it's a, there's a doubt about it. Well, he's averaging 30 points, points per four. game, yeah. 30.4 points per game, six assists, four boards, uh, 46% from the floor, you know, 35 from three. He ranks high in player efficiency, high in very high in usage percentage. I think he's like one of the top 10 guys. He, he he leads more possessions, finishes more possessions than guys like Giannis and Luka. Sorry, with those guys like Giannis and Luka and Trey Young and stuff like that. He's in that mix, Harden and Westbrook. Like, that's where Beal is at. That is wild. Now he doesn't play a lick of defense, and his team stinks. Yeah, but, who else is getting shots? Who else is finishing possessions for him? Right, right. But, but I mean, as a lead guy on, a again, a poor Wizards team, has them as a top 10 offense, so that is something. Um, if you're trying to find something there. But I have a question with Beal. If you swapped Chris Middleton with Bradley Beal, what effect does that have on either team? Do you know what I mean? Does it make the Bucks worse? Does it make them the exact same, better? And then the flip side of that is Middleton in a role like Beal is right now. Mm. Could he do that? Uh, to me, Beal has a little bit more... Uh, dribble drive juice, a little bit more creative powers than Chris Middleton does. Middleton seems more like a number two, specifically number two, and to me, Beal's probably like a 1.5. And it will be interesting to see what happens when Wall comes back because that guy's not as effective off the ball as Bradley Beal is. Yeah. It makes more sense for the Wizards to have Beal be the off-ball guy, but also you need to get him touches because he's obviously pretty good being the number one dude. But uh, I think... Middleton would probably be surprising as a number one guy, and the team would probably still be about the same. I don't think he's quite the playmaker that Beal is, but he's at least, I think he could get to the same stratosphere as a scorer, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I think I think the shooting there and the ability to score is, but Beal's able to create for himself a little better, I think, you know, off the dribble, and he runs through screens, and he uh, gets to his spots, and he just feels like a better shooter. I mean, I don't know what the stats say in that respect, but it just feels like he's got a... Uh, a nicer looking shot there but I mean Middleton though has really I believe accepted that he is a number two guy you know like sort of Trey's mentioning there that you need to accept that your ego is like you're not going to be a number no one's going to build around a Chris Middleton but around a Giannis this is the perfect guy they need yeah. and he's playing very very well in that role taking a step up from where he was last season where he was an all-star and a good player but he's certainly grown a lot more this season yeah, I think the Wizards will continue to build around Beal. I think that's that's really their best direction of winning. And John Wall, I think, is okay with a maturity, a more mature John Wall will be okay with being a like a 1.5. They can share. 
there's other teams in the league that are sharing the lead role, and those guys can do it. My question is, Ben Simmons, could he be a number one guy? I'd like to see that. Let's see it. That's more for just like a curiosity perspective. Just Let's just see that thing go as a number one guy because he wants to be a number one guy, it sure feels like, like everybody does really. And McCollum right now, just to throw him in here too, he's averaging 33.3 points per game, eight assists in the six games that Lillard's been missing. So putting up the numbers. Um, but, you know, with all these guys, Lillard with McCollum and then Beal with Wall and then what we saw in the past with Lowry and DeRozan, it's like it's good. It, it an, a, All three phenomenal backcourts, but you wonder how far they truly can take you um, building a team around with all your money for the most part into just – Two guys that, you know, score. I mean, in most of those instances that are just bucket getters. In the last five years, McCollum's numbers have just been incredibly consistent. Yeah. Incredibly. But he hasn't really been close to breaking through for an all-star game either. Like, he's kind of on that periphery. But if you look at Middleton, who's been in two, Beal's been in a couple and probably should have been in three. McCollum just seems like he's he's flying under the radar because he yeah. sort of, he he went he elevated from like basically a, a non-known non, player to that star player in that one season, and then he's just stayed there pretty much the last four and a half years. So he, he's a good player, but I, I also, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure I'm not sure CJ is a number one guy either. Yeah. I don't think so. I think he's he's a number two guy. Um, I mean, it's similar to, like, is DeRozan a number one guy? Yeah, probably not. No. I mean, like, yes, they are in the sense that they can get you 25 to 30, but, uh, you know. But if they're your best player, yeah. it's tough to see them, you know, Winning a championship. Yeah, yeah. I, I think most people would agree with that. Okay, so Tass said Ben Simmons as another second chair that you would like to see maybe get the, the chance to lead a squad. Uh, is there anyone else? I mean, I have actually been enjoying watching McCollum play as he's been the number one guy because I feel like he is doing a whole bunch more. He's having bigger rebound numbers. He's having bigger passing numbers. He had a three-game block. I feel like I've seen C.J. McCollum jump higher during the past two weeks than at any other time during his career. So... I'm a little curious, you know, the Lillard-McCollum backcourt has had quite a bit of time to try and go as far as they can. They made it to a conference finals, and Mm -hmm. perhaps that's where they're going to top out. So, yeah, if you put C.J. McCollum in the Eastern Conference, he probably makes as many all-star teams as Bradley Beal does. Uh, So, send him East. Let's see what happens. Get him (laughs) on the Sixers. I'd love to see that. Yeah, I've always said I'm curious to see how it would work with uh, a guy like Clay Thompson being just the lead guy I mean something tells me it'd be pretty similar to Bradley Beal what he's sort of doing here um and I think I think Clay is a much better defender than Bradley Beal but you can only do so much as the one guy and if you're with a bunch of subpar teammates there uh you may not win a lot of games but Clay I mean sure feels like a 30 point per game scorer with his own damn team yeah getting as many shots as he wants and but maybe not I mean in the construct of the team and the role that he plays maybe that's how he gets to the levels that he gets at I thought you were going to say something. No, no, you no. Were making a... Yeah, no, I'm agreeing with you. I, th- I think oh. that's the thing. It's all about uh, role and system and team and, and, and just the luck of being in the right place at the right time. Because remember the Warriors, I don't think they were ever close to trading Clay, but certainly other teams thought, hey, Kevin loves an upgrade over Clay Thompson. When he was with Minnesota, yeah. yeah. And the Warriors were like, no, because that might be true that Kevin Love might be a better player, but Clay's the better player piece we need on this team right now mm-hmm. and it's proven successful yeah, I think they were right I think so too Jerry West was <laughs> yeah, uh, he was going to leave the team if they traded for him that's so. right alright next one here uh, this one's from Matthias 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 I'm not sure uh, hey guys longtime listener here from back in the TBJ days the recent retirement of Lee's favorite tennis player Maria Sharapova made me realize that damn I feel old 
Wasn't she number one in the world like a few months ago? Probably not. Is that rightly? No, uh, not, yeah. not a few but months I, ago. But I, I get what he's saying here. Uh, so my question is, which retirement in sports, NBA or any other sport for that matter, made you realize that you followed an athlete for a long time and you kind of watched this athlete get older with you until he or she finally retired? Mm. All the best from Dortmund, Germany. Oh. Matthias. Well, first off, Matthias, uh, I'm a big fan of Maria Sharapova, I have no doubt about it. Well, first off, Matthias. Yes, uh, but my favourite uh, female tennis player of all time is Martina Hingis. Uh, favourite man is Goran Ivanizovic. So I must have said at some point, though, Maria Sharapova is my favourite. She was a fighter. She was a battler, no doubt. Right. Five-time Grand Slam winner. She uh, really win it. Five-time, yeah. 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 Her first one, 2004, she smoked Serena Williams in the Wimbledon final. That was one of the most impressive performances I've ever seen. Thought she was going to have a bag full of uh, Grand Slams by the end of her career, but I don't think she beat Serena after that uh, tournament. Wow. Yeah. Serena just held on to that forever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, getting back to the question. <laughs> I thought you were going to hear us with some Goran Ivanisevic facts. Well, Goran Ivanisevic won the 2001 Wimbledon final that was played on a Monday because of rain. <laughs> You beat Pat Rafa oh, in five sets. Easy rain, man. No, uh, but see, Tim Henman, Tim Henman, Tim England's Henman. own, uh, he, Tiger Tim, <laughs> he was leading Goran Ivanisevic, who was a wild card in the tournament uh, in the semifinals. And then this is before they had the roof on centre court. Right. And it was delayed for basically two days. Henman led, I think he was up two sets to one. Ivanisevic came back and won in five sets. And then he beat Pat Rafter on the Monday in just one of the most great, the greatest Wimbledon final you may have ever seen. Really? It was incredible stuff. Yeah. Or never seen. No, he was ranked 125th in the world at the time. Gore. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. he, he was a wild card because he was a three-time finalist at Wimbledon before that. Great on... How on many times has that happened? A wild card the, winning. Yeah. Uh, I... Like not? No, I would say often. I would say maybe never after, other than that. Wow. As a wild card, no. I don't okay. think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, long-time listeners of the show know my favourite game. Well, the first game I ever saw was the 87 All-Star game. And the third game I saw was like the Hawks and the Pistons or something. And Kevin Willis was playing in this game in like 86, 87. And, uh, and he was a veteran then. And then fast forward to when I, I was living in Toronto in 2001, Kevin Willis was still playing. And I thought, gee, he's been around a long time. <laughs> right. And then fast forward to 2006 when I came back to Toronto for the second time and Kevin Willis was still playing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, is this guy ever going to retire? And eventually he did. And I thought, wow, that's basically like for his, his entire career almost, I was like sort of just started with the NBA yeah. and then and then you know as an adult and as a man I was like he, this guy is still playing and still That's sort of good. getting some time on the court too and then you got to shake his hand I absolutely did we all did yeah yeah, yeah. Wow. what a yeah, cool dude he is yeah for sure yeah, very fashionable alright Kevin Willis yeah and if he didn't get injured those two seasons that he missed he'd have the most seasons in NBA history yeah over Vince Carter because oh. it would have been 23 oh but goodness. he missed a couple years because of injury so it was only 21 but 23 years of lifespan so that's a long time that's incredible it's a long basket is there any other uh, particular athletes nba or not well the two i'm waiting on that will make me feel old are obviously vince carter because i can remember making plans to watch his unc games during middle school yeah. like i can remember him the missed dunk against uh against duke off the alley from ed coda so that will be one and whenever tyson chandler finally re retires because he's the last guy who's in the nba from my high school graduating class 
Shout out to the class of 01. He's still around kicking. He hasn't played a whole bunch this season, only 219 minutes. But, uh, you know, we're about the same age at this point. He's grown a massive beard, too. <laughs> so I guess that's just kind of what happens. Yeah. I went with any real star from, like, the 96 draft um, because that is really when I became a super NBA fan. You know, was a fan, like, when you're a kid, like, of all sports. And, yeah. And Lee still is. Um, but you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, you're still following hockey, and you're following baseball, and you're collecting the cards. And, and then around, you know, again, 94, 95, 96, really 95, 96 is when I, like, really, truly fell in love with basketball, especially started focusing on playing it, and then was all in on the NBA. So, again, any of those guys, like, Iverson was a big one. Yeah. Because he had a shorter career, too, but it was, like, you just saw his entire career. Like it was, you watched the whole damn thing. And then, you know, you know, Kobe and Nash and Ray Allen, all of these guys that have that started then and have already ended their careers. So uh, I'd go with any of those guys. What about yeah. you, Taz? Uh, Zdeno Chara, Chris Chelios, and Gordie Howe. Gordie Howe. <laughs> Make you feel old? <laughs> Makes me feel How old super is old. Is, uh, is Yarmi Yaga still playing? We asked this uh, I know, five I know, weeks I know, because he seems he seems to still be on someone's roster. <laughs> he hasn't played since 2018. It looks like. Uh, <laughs> maybe he hasn't retired though, has he? I, I doubt it. Yeah. Just waiting for the call up. Yeah. Is he one of your favorite old athletes? Well, I remember him with Mario Lemieux. They played yeah. together on the Penguins. Yeah, and uh, Mario's been retired like. 18 years or something. Because <laughs> Mario came out of retirement, didn't he? Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, yeah, he, he and Yaga were, uh, what do you call them? The forwards? <laughs> Is that what you call them? Yeah, they're forwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were a great combo. And, uh, you know, Mario's like a legend. I like and, uh, that little stick move you did there yeah, when you yeah, were saying, yeah. uh, what do you call them? Uh, a little... Are you dangling right there? <laughs> a little dangler, yeah. Uh,. Get, yeah. your hank, get your hanky out. I've always, uh, I've, if we're talking old athletes or guys that just played forever, always been a fan or was a fan of Julio Franco. Oh, yeah, right? great one. Got the great batting stance, just was around forever. Um, like, how long did he play for? He, he was still on a roster, I think, at like 47. I'm, I'm pretty oh sure I saw that. Yeah. God. Yeah, but in baseball. You no, know, you can hold on yeah, a lot longer, yeah. no doubt. Like, I mean, Ricky Henderson played. Like, yeah. how long did he go for? Yeah. And he was like a star player. Uh, I guess Julio Franco had some big seasons too, didn't he? Yeah, definitely led the majors in batting at one point. Did he? Yeah, yeah sure. See, juicing too. Average? Yeah, that's right, baby. 341. Oh. 91 season. Was he juicing? Crazy. Uh, <laughs> juicing Julio, huh? Yeah. I don't know. I think it was all in that cock of the bat. Yeah. Jaeger's playing in uh, the Czech Republic right now. So he's at still 48 actually years playing. old. Wow. Like that's a pro hometown. league. Yeah, he's getting paid, yeah. probably. Or he's paying them, and I don't know. Uh, <laughs> he pays them. So I don't want to stop. Gordy Howe passed away a few years ago. Oh, did he? Gordy. I didn't know that. Born in Floral, Saskatchewan, Canada. <laughs> All right, next one here. Hey, no rebounds. Last week's Jersey Patch chat had me thinking about team captains. If every team had one captain appointed at the start of the season, there are some gibbies, Giannis and the Joker, some probablys, LeBron, Lowry, Lillard. But I'd like to hear your guys on the teams that aren't so easy, a.k.a. the doozies, the Jazz, <laughs> Celtics, Clippers, Sixers, Pacers, Pelicans. Wow, so many. Thanks from Stu. P.S. J.D.'s wedding DJ rundown was truly inspired. Hmm. There you go, J.D. Oh, thanks. Inspiring the people out there. So there's a lot <laughs> of teams Well, let's go through there. those squads. Let's, okay. let's do it. Who are the captains of all these teams? Like, you know, proverbial captains. Utah Jazz, who is it? Jingles. 
Nah, it's uh, it's, it's probably Donovan. Donovan. Yeah, it's Donovan. Yeah. I thought Gobert. You think Gobert just the defensive identity? The He's back been there longer as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're a defensive team. Yeah, that's the thing to me. As uh, that's why it's a tough one. He would also probably be very upset if you pick somebody else as mm. the captain. Okay, so I think the leadership is a problem on that team in general. Ooh. So, isn't it? They could be better. You're saying they need a captain. Yeah. They, mm. they need one. They need somebody who is a captain. Yeah. Uh, Celtics. Is it Marcus Smart? That's who I got. I, I, th- yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't think anyone else would pick Smart. I thought they would go Brown or Tatum, but uh, I, I got Smart. Okay. Yep. For Tass, the tough I got Smart. Okay. <laughs> Wicked Smart. Uh, the Clippers. Uh, this is a tough one, I, I thought. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I went sort fight. of like They're going to fight for it. I went like Marcus Smart. Um, I, I'm going Patrick Beverly, actually. As crazy as that might sound. Same. All right. Yeah. No way Kawhi Leonard wants to have a conversation at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah Kawhi and Paul just don't get it because it's their first season either, I don't think. Okay. Um, so who do you go? It yeah. sounds like you're probably going. I, I mean, is it Sweet I, Lou? It's not Montrez. Yeah, Sweet Lou, yeah, I guess could be Sweet Lou. Coming yeah. off the bench, Captain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure, you can do that. You know, respected vet. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's bad for sure. Okay. 76ers. I got Embiid. Yeah, so do I. Mm. Yeah. Ben's not going to like that. No, that's what yeah, we were obviously yeah, that, talking that's about. A, that, that, see, that's the thing about those two. They, they can share it. They'll each. Oh, jewel captain. One gets a bottom of the C, one gets the top. <laughs> what about a C and an A? Sackick and Forsberg. Ooh, oh, yeah. that's even worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get an A. Don't want an A. Uh, Pacers. Oladipo. Uh, yeah, Oladipo. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I can't really make a case I think the only reason it's a question is that he missed so much of the season. Yeah. yeah. A season where Sabonis has become a leader for them, not just on the court, but like an emotional guy as well. Yeah. So, you know, maybe if uh, maybe if Oladipo is out the whole season, you're going with Sabonis. And then the Pelicans. Drew. Yeah. Didn't even think Easy twice. Yeah. yeah. Can't make a case for anybody else. Nah. Nah. Blech. Gotta be Drew. Uh, sort of fun. I do, you know, now that we talk about it more and more here now, I want the C's back. I want to see the C on the jersey. See the C. Yeah. Interesting that Stu had probably's as LeBron, Lowry, and Lillard. Yeah, those are uh, <laughs> those are one, two, three locks. Yeah, I, I would have thought yeah. so, yeah. Uh, I think the, you can put those. Uh, you can start stitching that C on those jerseys right now. Same with, of course, Giannis and Jokic. All right, next one here. Hey, guys, love the podcast. I am from Spanish Fork, Utah. Never heard of such a place. My question is about the Utah Jazz and Rudy Gobert. Rudy is eligible for a super max contract. If you are the Jazz, do you sign him to that deal? You guys recently said that Andre Drummond shouldn't be paid what he is seeking, so I'm wondering what you think about Rudy. That's from Hayden N. Rudy! Rudy! What do you think? Rudy Gobert. Yeah, thanks to an all-NBA third-team selection last year and then the Defensive Player of the Year trophy Mm -hmm. um, this season before, Rudy is eligible for that, you know, what would it be like a five-year, two hundred and forty-seven million dollar extension that um, I think would begin in twenty-one twenty-two in his case. <laughs> so, like, if that's out there, I mean, are you doing that if you're, uh, you know, the front office of the Utah Jazz, or is that just insane for a guy that we just debated whether or not was even the captain? No, I mean, what do you think? I mean, he's only twenty-seven years old. He's still an impact defender. And somebody else is going to give him a huge contract yeah. if you let him go and if you lowball him. I mean, I w- would not be super excited about paying $40 million to Rudy Gobert when he's 32 years old, but I'm fine with it when he's 29. You're still going to have a good defense when he's out there on the court. I, I imagine, though, that eventually if he were to sign this super max contract, which doesn't start again for another two seasons, yeah, yeah. he won't finish it with the Jazz, but yeah. he'll get it from him. I, th- I think though, that when you're the Jazz, you, you sort of just have to bite the bullet on it and say, well, even if we get three good years out of him, then then it's worth it. 
because he's kind of he's taken a bit of a hit recently, which is odd because this was his first time he's made the All Star game, and his numbers are better than you know do, rebounds wise are, are better than he's had before. So, but I think. That's it. The teams are, are, are maybe trying to figure out a way to slow the Jazz down, and that's to bring Rudy out a little bit and mm-hmm. not let him dictate the terms defensively. But he's young enough that uh, you certainly don't want to let this guy walk because, uh, you know, straight saying, someone's going to pay him. Someone's prepared to you know, give him the big payday. So if you're the Jazz, I think you want to reward him for what he's done over his time in Utah and what he can give you over the next three or four years. Well, I think you're still, you mean, you're hoping to negotiate with Gobert, right? right? Like the 30 to 35% of the cap. You can still get to a five-year deal in terms of length, but uh, you maybe not having to go full, full, full super max. Because, man, like, I know we're waiting to see how the rest of these playoffs go and how far they go, but, like, you would be committing for the immediate future a hell of a lot of money to Gobert locking him in there, and then if you're going to be... Going with Mitchell, I mean, this is your one-two. Good one-two. Yeah. Good one-two. Great one-two. But uh, holy moly, you're, you are you are tied to it for a little bit, I would say. Definitely tied to it. I would say um, it really depends if this contract would pay off, you know, whether it's 35 or 36 or 37 million. It doesn't really matter to me. If it's going to pay off, it's really up to the perimeter guys making him better and being better. Because Rudy Gobert has got a ceiling offensively. I think that's pretty clear. And defensively, if everybody's really working on the defensive end, then he's going to look great. Um, But if everyone's not working on the defensive end and not really sharing the ball well and not being a great scorer, then that contract's going to look terrible. So it's it's kind of like, yeah, it's up to Rudy Gobert to play hard, but it's also up to the other guys to play well and probably be great leaders too. So there's something it, it, like his leadership isn't strong enough to, to really pull this team together. I think it's, it's up to Donovan Mitchell if he can become a leader. So that's a red flag bad. then for a super max deal guy where you're literally saying it's up to the other guys that are around him to make him look better. That to me is like the ultimate red flag to, to go super max five year, 250 million. Like you're not having those thoughts with a Lillard. You're not having those thoughts probably with uh, definitely not a Giannis or an Anthony Davis. like mm. You're like, those guys are making the other guys better. But I'm agreeing with you here, Tass, but I'm saying like, ooh, that's scary. Because you're uh, like, he doesn't, he does it, of course, defensively. He's such a juggernaut on that end of the floor. I get that. But yeah, the other stuff, you are asking the other pieces that are around him to to help take the team to the next level, right? Yeah. But I mean, maybe I'm... a supermax should only be tied to the guys that are the flip of that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, is it any different than John Wall? Like, guys have to make shots for his passing to be valuable, yeah. right? So he's got a super max because there's no way the Wizards would let him leave. Bradley Beal got a super max because he's really good at scoring the ball, but he would have no assist if they were a brick every single time he passed it out. It all works together. And you guys are always trying to tell me that defense is half the game. You got to pony we, up. We, you're a man who likes to, a rebound highlight. This guy's getting all kinds of rebounds. It's true. It's true. Pay him a Paying for that alone. Yeah, That's but, right. but the, the difference is the difference is, is he going to be able to guard everybody? Like if he is a Roy Hibbert, like you said a few weeks ago, then he's he's screwed. <laughs> I mean, and John and John Wall can score a lot of ways. He can play defense. Like he's a two way guy, Rudy, and it hasn't worked out there with John Wall. But uh, it's going to be bad at the end. <laughs> there's no doubt. But I don't. I mean, if, if he says it's a super max or nothing, I would rather have him than have nothing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, That's why you're hoping you can negotiate a little bit. And, and I think we're all agreeing. I mean, we'd all want Gobert over Andre Drummond. And we're all oh, willing yeah. to pay Gobert more money than a guy like Andre Drummond. Right? Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. Pretty sure on that one. Andre Drummond, 
It's, Defense it's a tricky situation. Like, Drummond's not close to Ro- Gobert's best. No. Okay, next one. Hi, no donkeys. I have a dilemma. The last NBA game I attended, I ended up going to by myself despite thinking it would be weird. It was the Raptors game seven against Philly during last year's playoffs. Yes, I was there for each doink before hmm. Kawhi's shot finally fell. Fast forward, I was thinking about going to the Raptors Pacers game on my birthday this past Sunday but decided against it because I didn't think any other game will top the experience I had the last time I went. I've contemplated going to many games over the year, but I just can't get myself to do it. Do you guys have any experiences similar to this? Have you ever enjoyed something so much that it has deterred you from doing it again? That's from Andrew in Burlington, Ontario, Canada, North America. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, he's retired from being a fan almost by the sounds of it. Yeah, he's like, I mean, it is sort of a weird scenario. You're like... You you are going knowing there's no way that that basketball game that you're going to be attending has any chance of living up to what you experienced in the Game 7 Sixers-Raptors game. I mean, it's yeah. true. It's, but that's a weird way to go about yeah. life. I mean, it's like you could have an amazing burger and go, this is the greatest burger I ever had at the time. But what, you're just never going to have another burger again? Because it may n- exactly. there's the worry of it not living up to it? Andrew's Still a good li- burger. Andrew's living in the past, man. Move yeah. on. Yeah. It was fun seeing it. You might see something more exciting next time. You might not see a Game 7 four-bounce winner. You might, uh, But maybe you choose, uh, I'm not going to this game. Somebody scores 101 points. You never know. Congratulations, Andrew. Yeah. You blew it. Mm, yeah, yeah. You Stop get, living in the past. Get, move on to the next. Get back out there, Andrew. <laughs> get back out there for sure. Go see the raps. They'll, sh- they'll surprise you. You're going to love what Chris Boucher and Terrence Davis are giving out there on a nightly basis. <laughs> um, that was no sarcasm, by the way. It sounded like sarcasm. Uh, but do you, have a, do you have an answer to this? Like, experiences where you have been maybe a little worried? Like, wow, that was so awesome. That was so good. It's like, I don't know if I want to even do or whatever. Try that again. Axe throwing. We went axe throwing. I threw a bullseye my very first time. Beat you guys. Never going back. <laughs> You're never going to go try it again. When am I ever going to have an opportunity to go axe throwing again? Someone to ask, I'll be like, I already mastered it. Okay. Mm. One for one. Sure. Go out yeah. on top. And it's once you've done it, I guess exactly. you, you don't exactly. really have to do it Something I'm going to be missing, I don't think. You know. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather like uh, have like a low key axe throwing with my own personal axes, my own personal tree, and then it's just you know chopping. At that point, you're just chopping wood. Yeah, yeah I'm with you too. Which is like kind of fun. Yeah, chopping, chopping wood. wood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those novelty games. There's like novelty games, axe throwing. Uh, yep. This is exactly what I was just going to say. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Throwing. F- football at bowling pins yep there's a thing and what and what i would want to do with that (laughs) is you throw axes okay go do it it's fun yeah we're all agreeing it was a lot of fun it's it's unique it's a novelty but then i'm with you tass i want to instead of just go doing that again i want to go do the next novelty game so like yeah i've I've done the uh throwing footballs at bowling pins again fine fun not sure i'll ever do that one again either there's always another one though coming mashing some two or three sports together it's like top golf even. When's he do top golf? I guess I don't like to golf, so I guess <laughs> it's a big part of top golf. More of a top guy. Um, but you know that even you're like, okay, this is fun. It's like I'm not Jones and to go do it again. Mm. It's uh, it's just an experience once, and then you're on to the next thing. Yeah, I've been top golf a few times. Um, Humble brag. But yeah, but I don't really play any of the the game i just play like okay you're at a bo- driving range yeah yeah saying. yeah but there's different games within that no, i know you know i just like to sort of just smash the 20 balls and see how many points i can score and that's it like i don't want to play any of those other games do you enjoy it more than a driving range though uh it's not much of a difference yeah. outside of just trying to put it in these 
arbitrary prob- prob- Probably not, because it sometimes frustrates you at Top Golf. Because if you miss one of the markers, it just gives you no points. You're like, well, I just hit that 180 yards or whatever. Like, you know, <laughs> oh, big swinger. Yeah, you know, you're like, come on, give me something out of that. But they say, no, nope, didn't hit the marker, so you don't get any points. I'm like, mm, okay, you know, right? Are you a good golfer? Uh, no, you know, all right. Not bad. Yeah. Dad's a really good golfer. Ah, Dickie. Yeah, I've taken my boys up to the driving range, though. They love hitting the balls out there. Well, like, you uh, you are robotic at the free throw line, and I feel yeah. like you can translate that. You know, like we've seen with a guy like Steph Curry, that skill of just being <laughs> where you can be so repetitive Yeah. Uh, in, in not only always saying big, beautiful bodies. <laughs> Speaking but... of big, beautiful bodies at Top Golf, did you see... Uh, Mike Stout? No. Mike Trout. Mike, Mike Trout. Mike oh. Trout. <laughs> Mike Stout. Oh, delicious beverage. <laughs> God, he lined that ball out the other day, didn't he? That looked awesome. You're not encouraged to do that at Top Golf. Supposed to keep it in the net. All Top right? Golf loves this publicity. Every 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 dude now is going to have a few beers and go to Top Golf this weekend and try to do the. So you saw the clip. <laughs> yeah. I saw someone tweeting. It felt like Mike Trout just uh, rolls with 20 other Mike Trouts. <laughs> you see the clip? <laughs> yeah. Like he hits it and just a bunch of other bros that like sort of <laughs> appear to look just like him. That's baseball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was wild. Um, I, for my answer for this, skydiving is a legit answer. I enjoyed it so much the first time that I'm a little bit like, I don't know, will, will it be as fun the second time? And I'm ne- like... I'm never going to commit fully to learning to jump out of the plane by myself right. and throw, you know, the parachute. Um, I'm not. I'm just not paying the money. I'm not into it that much. I'm not getting to that level. But I just wonder, like, doing it again, attached a guy attached to my back. <laughs> Will I ever find a, a guy that I enjoyed that much attached to my back? You got it. The, the first guy in BC. Yeah, he was a super light guy. He was. Uh, hmm. t- he was pretty tiny too. And so we. We just caught a lot of wind. Like once the parachute was deployed, we were up forever. It yeah. was crazy because there's just like we we just like we're just veering around. It was super fun. Like a hot air balloon. Yeah, but I'm not probably doing it again. Hmm. Yeah. Next one. Here we go. What's up, no drunks? <laughs> we all know <laughs> Mike Stout. Uh, we all know certain <laughs> awards have a certain bias baked in. My pet peeve is that the defensive player of the year often goes to a big man by default, and I feel like smaller players, especially guards, rarely get any love regardless of their impact. So my question, which smaller players do you think should be in the running for Defensive Player of the Year this season? Or which guards are simply underrated defenders? That's from Micah in Perth, Mm. Western Australia. Wants the guards to get some love for DPOY. Yeah, well, uh, it's a good question because this does heavily skew towards the big dudes. To the big men. Big men, the the rim protectors. A uh, couple of guys who are very good defenders, in my opinion, uh, from the from the guard position, Drew Holiday, mm-hmm. even though LeBron uh, <laughs> lit him up a couple of times the last week. But that's fine. That's LeBron. Uh, Marcus Smart, brilliant defender. And Fred Van Vliet has, is actually a very good defender, too, for the Raptors. I mean, he's not going to win Defensive Player of the Year. But uh, I remember in the finals last year against Steph, he did a great job. It was a great job on him. So He's a little bulldog. Yeah, he is. Yeah. But... It's okay to, for it to skew towards bigger guys. You can't touch anybody on the perimeter. I mean, you can't, you literally can't put a hand on them. So it's kind of hard to play defense out yeah. there to stop anybody. Exactly right. Rim defense is so much more important than perimeter defense. You, you look at, like, the offensive-defensive ratings of some of these players, and it's like Jimmy Butler and James Harden have the same defensive rating. And that just kind of shows that 
a perimeter player can only have so much of an impact because, like you're saying, Tess, you can't touch him. You're going to get blown by time and time again. Your only hope for actually getting a stop a lot of times is having a huge guy there at the rim, which is why it tends to go to the big guys. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Uh, yeah, Marcus Smart, great. I think Eric Bledsoe should get some yes. love. Uh, pretty solid. Patrick Beverly always gets love. I was a little disappointed DeJounte Murray hasn't jumped back and led a great uh, San Antonio defense back to the promised land. He was an all-defense all guy a couple years ago, but that just shows how hard it is to uh, bring non-defensive guys into that world. You know, Aldridge is kind of hanging out behind him. DeMar's hanging out behind him. They're old back there. So, And Victor Oladipo is a favorite of mine when he is going. Uh, with the Raptors, too, I mean, you said Van Vliet. Lowry is a great defender, mm-hmm. no doubt, at the guard position, especially being a very small guy. And uh, OG Ananobi has taken a bit of a leap defensively this year. He might have been the Raptors' best defensive player. I was checking uh, – you, you brought up Eric Bledsoe. Uh, Eric, Eric, as we refer to him. Um, <laughs> Sweet Eric. I was looking last night. The Bucks have six guys who rank in the top 13 for individual defensive rating, as of last night at least, before the Heat game. I'm not sure if it stayed. Can you name the six guys? Crazy. Giannis Brook. Giannis Brook are, are Dante. Right there. Dante, very He's high. Good. He was yep. on my list. DiVincenzo. Eric. Eric Bledsoe. That's four. Yep. Chris. Chris Middleton is five. He plays with all the other guys, so yep. it makes sense. Yeah. And George Hill. Bingo. Uh, yeah. All the high minutes guys who all play together. It adds up. Six guys right there. Yeah. Wild. Shows you how important that uh, Brooke Lopez and Giannis Antetokounmpo are. Because yeah. those guys are on the court with the other ones, and that's why their numbers are low. Best guard defender out there is a big guy, Ben, ben Simmons. Simmons. Yeah. The guy is like a highlight Teach factory yeah, on yeah. defense with the steals, too. And that's the interesting thing to me is that he is big. You know, he's a six foot ten guy, quite athletic. You would think he's a big-time rim protector, but he averages about a half a block a game. That's not a ton, but the guy's arms are everywhere on the perimeter. And that, to me, is how you have a huge impact defensively because, similar to Kawhi Leonard, it just looks like you take up so much space out there yeah. that it seems impossible to get the ball to your side of the court. Mm. Next one here. Hola, no clavadas. Sure. The level of talent in the NBA is always on full display when a generational rookie phenom like Zion Williamson gets schooled by an old pro like Danilo Gallinari. Welcome to the league, young fella. (laughs) Chided every (laughs) mid-range dagger. Gallo drained over Zion's soft, wet baby head. (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay. What's something you all could absolutely torch an 18-year-old in? I myself display a lifer level of ability to get a loved one's birthday card in the mail on time. That's good. Respect. NBD. (laughs) Tyler in downtown Los Angeles. Not just Los Angeles, but he is in the heart of Los Angeles. Uh, Respect to you sending birthday cards still. Like right in the mail. That's... uh, Gotta send them early. loves to get a card. Gotta send them early. All right, what else could you dominate an 18-year-old at? Well, not an 18-year-old. I'm actually going a little younger um, because in my street, there's a couple of kids around seven or eight and scooters are big. And uh, I got called to a, a scooter race. Wow, you got called out. I got called. I was like, come called on, come on. Scooter. This is a while ago now. They said, come on, have a race with us. So I said, all right. And I got beaten by the kid because I obviously was like, all right, I'm not going to beat these kids. All right. I got beaten. I said, all right. <laughs> all right. Game on. Game on. I've pretty much been on a, like a 400 uh, race win streak undefeated since then. So, <laughs> <laughs> Whose scooter are you using? Yeah, you got a custom wheel? No, our neighbors have a spare scooter, like an adult scooter that their kid's wow. not quite ready for yet. So uh, I took that one. I said, all right, oh, man, you, you beat me. So you want to play fair? All right, I'll play fair and I win. It's great. Wow. It's, it's actually... Uh, 
pretty uh, exhilarating, actually, having races with kids. <laughs> Just dusting them. Right. You like knocking on their doors? Hey, yeah. can Billy come out and race? Can I borrow your scooter? <laughs> that's, that's what it is. It's like, hi, oh, that scooter. You, uh, anyone riding that one? Oh, I'll, I'll take it if you want. Yeah, you want to race? I saw, speaking of you playing with the kids in your neighborhood, yeah. uh, I saw you had an accident with the uh, AFL ball getting lodged in a tree. Ah, incredible stuff. Yeah, it really wedged <laughs> up there too. High it up. looked super yeah. high. Yeah. Did you boot it or something? Uh, the truth is, yes, it was me. Oh. Who it? <laughs> hey, kids, watch this. Yeah, it was. Call that a kid. <laughs> clear the house. It was that. The kids are actually surprisingly decent at kicking the, the Aussie rules ball because it's not natural to anybody there. Uh, so I got one and I tried to... Uh, <laughs> what were you trying to do? Just well, I, I super tried. high. <laughs> yeah. It was way over the Get this ball over the tree. <laughs> well, I start just kicking it back and forth and then I, you know, imagine I'm in a game and I pick up and I try to screw one over the shoulder and the wind caught hold of it and a dog leg to the left and got wedged up in the tree. So what? then I'm like, oh, how am I going to get this Yeah, what's down? the strategy for that? Well, I've got a mini basketball, so uh, I, <laughs> it took me, you know... A Un- an undetermined amount of throws to get it down. <laughs> and I nearly, it. I nearly lost the basketball oh. up there too. Oh, man. <laughs> it would have been hilarious. But uh, you eventually got it down, so it's great. Did everybody cheer? No, not really. They'd, they'd sort of walked off. <laughs> what could you guys oh, torch an 18-year-old at? No, or an 8-year-old, I mean. What, <laughs> what about your yeah. child? Uh, I'm going to go a little older than 18. Okay, uh, sure. So I saw this 70-year-old on the street the other day, and I walked past him, and I said, try and beat me on my feet there, pops. Killed him. Uh, I can beat an 18-year-old in hugging. 18-year-olds can't hug. Huh. <laughs> Terrible break. huggers. Nah. Kids can't hug these days. <laughs> Crush them. What'd you go with? Uh, putting together furniture. Yeah. Terrible. When you're 18, it's hard and you get so frustrated. And now you just know it's going to be frustrating going in. So you're <laughs> able to temper it a little bit. And I don't know. I feel like I've put together every single thing that's been in an IKEA showroom for the past 15 years. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a institutional knowledge you gain. Also, sort of the same with laundry. Back in the day, just throw it in, wash it. Maybe it'll come out clean. We'll see. Now, I'm t- changing, like, the temperatures. I'm t- changing the spin cycle. Yeah. I want to know exactly how long this is coming because I want to have perfect results when it comes out. But that is not the case when you're in college. Mm. No, you're just chucking it in. Yeah, if you're washing it. Yeah, even if you're doing it. That's a good point. JD, you got an answer for this? Uh, just f***ing. <laughs> <laughs> You've improved a little since uh, you're 18. Yeah, I've gotten... Gotten pretty good at it. Oh, uh, yeah? yeah? Prove right. it. Prove it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'll try and follow that up with, uh, I put down uh, recording a mixtape off the radio. They wouldn't have a chance. Mm. They wouldn't even know where to start. <laughs> they wouldn't even know that's a thing. They don't even know there's a they? radio, probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, or dialing a rotary phone. Yeah. Fair. I got super ass quick at that um which you know is frustrating now if you ever come across a rotary phone you forget how long it takes just to dial a number you don't want nines and zeros oh man did you think of that because there is that viral video of two guys given the task of trying to to use a rotary phone and they're very confused they're probably about 18 uh and then i also put uh any um sega genesis video game because they like, I, and really, I mean, you could, this could be the same for like a Nintendo or something. Anything, there's like two or three buttons. Like they're just, 
there's just not enough buttons for them. They, they're like, where are the rest of them? Where are the top ones? You know, where's the back one? Yeah, 18-year-old's bad at hugging, but good at buttons. So yeah, yeah, that's right. They want more buttons, less hugs, and that's the problem. <laughs> All right, our next one. Hey, no dink daddies. I've been listening to you guys for a long time now. Back in 2009, you could catch me in the back of Mrs. Reed's French class watching the basketball Jones on an iPod Touch. <laughs> wow. I've never written in despite listening for over a decade. I've recently felt as if I should send in a question, and then I got my sign. While listening to a recent episode of The Drop, Skeets told a story of his trip to Jasper and staying at the Jasper Park Lodge. I was listening to this while walking to work, dot, 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 at the Jasper Park Lodge. (laughs) This was too weird. I took it as a sign that I must finally write in. So here's my question. I've never understood for the life of me why the Utah Jazz didn't change their name once they moved from New Orleans. Obviously, New Orleans is notorious for jazz music and often referred to as the birthplace of jazz, but once the team moved to Salt Lake City in 1979, they kept the name Jazz, despite Utah not being known for the jazz whatsoever, for jazz whatsoever. Why not the Utah Mountaineers, or something that at least has some association with Utah? So what NBA team do you think should have a different team name? Turn up, love you guys, awesome. That's from Jonah. Shout out to Jonah and the entire staff at the Jasper Park Lodge <laughs> in uh, up there in Western Canada. Okay, yeah. What do you think? What team name just doesn't work anymore yeah, for you? The thing with the Jazz, now it's been so long, it actually suits them, I think. I'm fine with it. Right. You know, it, I think it would be weird to change their name now because it's just like, like... if you don't change it within the first couple exactly. of years, yeah. Like, yeah. you're, you're going to start to really own it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another team that's, you know, the, t- the name is sort of um, just associated with that team because they moved... And I learned this last night from being down at the fortress that uh, there are no grizzly bears in Memphis. Right. I sort of knew that anyway, but it was good to have a bear expert down there just (laughs) filling everybody in. It sounds at first like there could be grizzly bears in Tennessee mountains or something. Yeah, Yeah, I'm with you on that. But if you're going to move a team, then, you know, just start all over. Don't just like move the team and keep the name, you know, the Grizzlies. It just doesn't work. Vancouver, you. I'm sure you've seen some Grizzlies out there on your travels, haven't you? Some little Cubs. Yeah, ah, there you go, the Vancouver Cubs then, you know? <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, the problem isn't their name. They're, they're, they were fine as the Grizzlies. The problem is the Memphis name. Not what are you bad. changing it to? Well, some... Grinders. <laughs> okay. Why not? Okay. It fits. The Grindhouse. I'm swiping fits, right on that name. fits the team. It, uh, you know, it goes with the arena. The grindhouse, the grinders, it's and built in celebration. You're yeah. acting like a ch- yeah, yeah. The old coffee grinder, the throwback to the grinder, the rise and grind name you came up with, Trey, a few weeks ago. I think it works. It kind of sounds close to Grizzlies, so they're not leaving it too far behind. <laughs> uh, but the Grizzlies, yeah, I'm not a fan. Okay, that, was that is that your pick then? That's my yeah. pick. I mean, I could do the Clippers just need to start over. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, and and they might too, by the sounds of it. If you know this move to Inglewood happens and whatever, the, I don't know if they're changing the name completely. Are they still LA? Maybe they switch mm-hmm. it up, and then that might include the team name. It's it's time. Like, no, there's like they've been the Clippers for a long time, but it's not like they're uh, holding on to all that uh, past success there, really. Yeah. So I don't even think people will be that upset, especially with their look now and their aesthetic. It's not that great. That's what it takes, though. It takes a team that hasn't won yeah. to be able to change it. Like, right. the Raptors can't change it no, now. never. Before last year, could see it. Could see it. Mm. Not a lot of – not the, if we win a championship, it's over. Washington Wizards, they won a championship as the Bullets. The Bullets. Changed their name. I think the Nets need a new name. And that's a pretty boring thing. You don't like that? Yeah, it would be like if a baseball team was named the Walls. 
Not good. <laughs> also, Sacramento Kings should be the Sacramento Princes until they win a title. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. We start doing that. Yeah. Like, uh, you're not the Kings. I'm sorry, you're not. Good question there, Jonah. I, I, you know, the, the baseball analogy, I kind of like, I don't mind Nets. Like, I think it's more closer to like Bats, Baltimore Bats. Well, there's not a team called the Bats either. Oh, there's got to be. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> in the minor leagues, for sure. They have a team name for everything in baseball. <laughs> Not a major league team, thing. I guess. Yeah. The Walls. All right. Uh, AO No Dunks Group. I love seeing a classic NBA jersey that not many people would have or even think to get. So my question is, what obscure slash random jersey would you rock? For me, it's an old school Danny Manning Clippers jersey or a Dan Marley Suns jersey. Appreciate the awesome pod turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. That's from Justice in North Carolina. Fun question. I'm sure we've had this before way, 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 way back. Um, I have three that I'd like. Mm-hmm. Um, still want a Kenny Anderson Nets jersey. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'll rock proudly that Nets jersey. Um, Robert Pack Nuggets jersey. Would love that. And uh, because I'm a Survivor fan, I added this at the last second. Give me a, an Uncle Cliffy, an Uncle Spliffy, uh, Clifford Robertson Blazers jersey. Oh, not a Nets. No, not a Nets. <laughs> too bad. Not a Nets. So give me those three. Kenny, Robert, and Clifford. Mm. Robert Pack, was he ever a Nets? I kind of think he was. Yeah, he may have been. <laughs> you, got, you could corner the market here, my man. Mm, maybe I should do that instead. Mm. I'm a big Nets guy. <laughs> Don't like the rims. I'm a big Nets guy. <laughs> I'm a Nets guy, too, but I'm going way back. ABA, Dr. J. I just want a Dr. J jersey. The red, white, and blue. I need some red, white, and blue America attire. The red, most mostly white, red and blue stripe on the left side. A few stars, yeah, three cool. stars. Those are nice. And I kind of wanted to say Doctor J instead of Irving, but I can go either way. Oh, on the back. Yeah. Oh wow, 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 wow. Custom. Yeah. You could do it. I could do it. What do you guys got? Well, mine's. Uh, I've actually got two of them at home. They're t-shirts, not jerseys, but they're the the jersey t-shirts. The jersey. You know yeah, the jersey. I wore one to a Dallas Mavericks game last December. Orlando Blackman one. Mavs twenty two. And I've got a Xavier McDaniel Sonics one there at home, too. And uh, Larry Johnson Charlotte Hornets one, too. So I've got a couple there. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Money bags over here. Yeah, whatever. It was one of those 180 off the tee. Whatever. I'll kick a a ball into the tree. (laughs) I I got like five balls. (laughs) I was Googling something last year. I can't remember what it was. And that's when I found those shirts. And it was like, buy four for the price of one or something like that. So I was like, all right, give me X-Man. Give me Larry Johnson, Rolando, and then Akeem Olajuwon. Oh, Akeem's Great. nice. I was going to say, I can't imagine a lot of people are buying a, a, a Mavs Blackman jersey. And I really can't see it. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, I actually, uh, I, I sent that to Rolando when I got it. And he said, where'd you get that from? Yeah, so see, said, he's, even, he's like, what the hell? They make these? Who the hell's buying these? What are you going with? Uh, my weird jerseys that I pull out from time to time. Anytime there's a world tournament and Serbia is playing, I have a Miroslav Radulica Bucks jersey. <laughs> You're not seeing that one on no. the streets too often. One but of the, one. My favorite one to wear, like an actually cool jersey, is a Jason Williams Kings jersey. Champion edition back in the day. Whew, 55 for a guard. Pretty cool. How many jerseys do you have? I've trimmed down the number yeah. uh, recently, but I, I probably got like 30 jerseys around wow. the house. Wow. They fold up really small. Yeah. And they're all in one thing. So, you know, once it's jersey season, I pull out pull out the drawer and see what's going to be in the rotation this week. Great going to the pool. Does yeah, and we're in here in, uh, you know, obviously stupid hot Atlanta during mm-hmm. the summer months. It's, it's yeah, it's uh, tank top season down here exactly. for like seven months. Does that include the five taco all-star jerseys? Uh, I definitely have my full collection of yeah. those, uh, you know, for whenever I buy a house that has a man cave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Frame them. Yeah, yeah. 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 Do you, how many jerseys do you have? Then? Uh, not that many, yeah. actually. I've had a few over the years, but they haven't all survived, oddly. But, yeah, I'm going to have a look tonight. Okay. 
What do you, what do you mean? You just lost them or uh, they disintegrated? There's a Jason Richardson Warriors jersey somewhere, but I don't know if that's still around. Okay. And I had a Vince Carter Raptors one, and I don't know where that is Can't either. Can't find it. Oh, I just thought of them. Devastated. Huh? <laughs> okay. Uh, next one here. Hey, guys. Tass said to keep it short, so my question is, what is one thing that fans do while on the Jumbotron you dislike? For me, it's that same goddamn Fortnite dance the kids do. <laughs> Thanks. It's from uh, Michael, all the way from Romania. And he did write, you can now add Romania to the No Dunks fan map, which I think should totally be a thing. Mm, great it's idea. Damn great idea. It's great. Um, it's, it's an awesome idea if we could figure out, obviously, we just make it a cool website even, uh, that you could tag where you're from as a No Dunks fan, but there would have to be like some like uh, yeah. you know IP tracking, yeah, yeah, yeah just because yeah. you just wouldn't want people uh, you know just being jerks and saying they're from none of know. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it'd be cool if you could actually map it. Mm. Um, somebody out there that Hopefully. knows how to do that, talk to us. Hopefully you were listening last week's show. The first question was from a guy stationed in Bucharest, Romania. Oh. Oh, Damn, that was embarrassing. Come on. I guess we won't be adding that. Sorry, Michael. 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 But good question. He's uh, you know, he's yelling at the clouds here a little bit. He's not wrong. I mean, <laughs> every wrong. kid is doing the Fortnite dance, uh, some version of it, when they're on the jumbotron. So what else maybe angers you like that? Well, for me, it's it's an understandable thing that bothers me, but it's people who grab their phone to immediately take a picture of themselves on the jumbotron. I get it. You want to capture the moment. Mm-hmm. That's why there needs to be. Some places have it. Like, if you end up on the Kiss Cam in some places, they'll have, like, a website where you can download your clip. Really? But that needs to be in every single place. That's smart. Yeah. It's like riding a roller coaster. Exactly. At, at right. an amusement yeah. theme park. Come uh, see your then, photos then afterwards. You come buy it for $49.99, but you'll try and just snap a photo of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I used to love trying to do that in the old gift shop. They get all angry about it. Uh, okay, so you just don't like when people pop up the camera. You get it, but you don't want to see it. Yeah, exactly. To me, it's like once you get on the Jumbotron, you have to keep doing what got you on the Jumbotron. Yes. yes. Act yes. like you've been people there. People forget. They're like, there's a reason they put you up there. You're having fun. It's not to stop and point and take a photo. It was what you were doing. It was dancing or whatever. And if you're not sure, just check out Bongo Lady. She made a career out of just going absolutely <laughs> crazy yep. on the fake bongos, but it was perfect. Yep. She, she, she owned it. So mm-hmm. great job. Anything else? Well, I'm just looking through the kids' dances because it, it feels like it's more than the Fortnite dance that the kids are doing. But there's a whole bunch of there's Fortnite a lot, dances. It's a lot within the Fortnite yeah. family. There's, the, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't know what they <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah, you're killing I, it. I know there's this one. <laughs> the upsy-downsy one. I, like, yeah. I do like to yeah. see that one. That one is at least better to me than when it was all dabs all the time. Mm. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, right. I forgot about the dab, yeah. the oh, dab yeah. month or two that we went through. Yeah, and that's my issue is there's just everyone's doing the exact same thing. Whether it's just Fortnite, there's just no creativity. There's a lack of creativity. I won't say there's no creativity. That's mean, but there's no creativity. Everybody's doing the same. Fortnites. There was the backpack. There was the dabs, which was like a hundred percent of the time for a while. Oh yeah. Uh, just let her rip. Oh, just yeah. fart on camera. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that would be funny. Okay. I mean, I don't know if it would play on the Jumbotron, yeah, but it would be very funny for your local audience at least. Yeah, carry a match. <laughs> okay, now that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, blue flame uh, Blue flame cam. <laughs> that sounds good. Sure. The blue flame group. Brought to you by Kingsford. Blue flame group. That's better. <laughs> Who's a member of tonight's blue flame group? And you just, your buddy holds the lighter and you try and fart. <laughs> Or, it or it's even just like a, a fake lighter that's up there. And oh, you have yeah, to turn yeah, around yeah, and like yeah, yeah. angle your booty next to it yeah. and then it like shoots off the flame on its own. 
Hey, that's good. Call us, call us, Hawks. We that's, got an idea. That's a great idea. Everything comes back to Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumb. Uh, next one here. Dinks, longtime casual fan, but have become a daily listener just over the last year or two. Show is brilliant, and you guys crank out a tremendous amount of chunky content with silky smooth consistency. <laughs> However, I feel that you guys really missed a tremendous opportunity to discuss Nora's dad's shoe slippers. Okay. This is uh, Skeet's. Yep. Better half. Her dad's <laughs> shoe slippers. A couple weeks back, Skeets casually mentioned that Nora's dad cuts off the toes from his old sneakers to create slippers. No, no, I, no, I didn't say that actually. Cuts off but the back. Conti- yeah, exactly. It was cutting. He cuts off the back of an old sneaker that is much more like a slipper now. Yeah. yeah. It has nothing to do with the toes. The yeah. toes are intact. There's still a shoe form up there. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, but yeah. anyway. Then it wouldn't be a slipper. Yeah. yeah. My mind was completely blown by this progressive dad fashion trend, but I was sorely disappointed when the cast just moved on <laughs> along briskly to resume a discussion of something less incredible, albeit still entertaining. In lieu of an extended discussion about Nora's dad's other ingenious fashion choices, what are some embarrassing dad-like fashion faux pas you guys have committed? Keep up the great work. <laughs> Adam R. Jones, Esquire. Ooh. Yeah. So, Adam, again, it's the back of the shoe that he's cutting off or cutting open. The heel is gone, right? You don't need to, you don't need a, a shoehorn to put on the shoe. You, you don't need to undo the laces because you just, it's a slipper now. You're, you're in slide. and you're gone. And it's a great idea. It is really, truly a brilliant idea. No doubt. And I do think that if, <laughs> if he were cutting the toes off to let him breathe, I think we would have stopped at that. Like, yeah, I think we would have like, been like, what? what? Yeah. Because uh, then you're making your own sandal, which yeah. go for it. Yeah. I mean, take it to the next level. Why not? Um, so that's what he's doing, and it is a great idea, and uh, I'm excited to try it myself this summer. Looking forward to it. <laughs> you got a pair of shoes that's ready to go? I got a couple that With I've got my heel. eye on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to commit to it. Um, but any other embarrassing sort of dad-like fashion faux pas that you maybe have? I'm not sure if it's fashion per se, but something I have that was passed on to me by my dad, and I've now passed on successfully to my two boys, All is right. uh, the hanky. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the hanky. The hanky. Yeah, especially my three-year-old. Uh, he dives straight into my pocket. He knows it's in one of my two front pockets. If he needs to wipe his nose, dad, hanky, grabs it, wipes his nose, and then shoves it back in my oh, pocket. Oh, so he doesn't yet have his, a little mini version of his own hanky. We have one mini version, but I... <laughs> I don't. I don't pack it with him when he goes to daycare. Like I, I, I have it if he needs it on the weekends. But I'm like, you know what? I'll just keep it out of daycare until you understand fully what it is you have. There oh, you don't want him to be sharing. Yeah, exactly. It. Oh, and just to pull it out and put it on the table. Yeah, you know, okay. Some of the uh, teachers and maybe other kids might not uh, fully grasp what it is. But well, what uh, about Sebby? He's obviously older. Is he rocking yes, his own hanky? Uh, he has. Yes, from time to time, I've packed one when he's uh, been a little in need going to school and I said just remember just take that out just don't don't leave it on the table just put it straight back in your pocket okay if anyone starts uh, giving you any lip you just let them know thank you thank you he's an Ellis trait okay if they want to fight they come to me <laughs> and I will kick their ass in a scooter race yeah exactly and beat them to a bloody pulp ah uh, yeah it's not not something that uh, I've been able to um, sway people with over the years no one I know has really said oh yeah actually I'm going to go for the hanky but Works for me, yeah. so I'm fine. Yeah, when was the hanky at its like, uh, you know, its most <laughs> highest popularity? Well, it, it is really just a fashion accessory 
you know, in, in you know, people wear it in their suits, sort of, don't they? Like the uh, yeah, they're not pocket. blowing their nose. Yeah, that's, what, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. They use it as as that. And I'm like, well, it's got it's got a second use. You know, I don't think it's going to take off for a while, considering the current climate. <laughs> well, see, even more reason to have one of your own. I mean, you know, if you don't have anything else, what are you going to do? I don't know. We have running water. <laughs> Come on. I can go figure it out somewhere yeah. in the building that I'm uh, in. Generally, luckily, luckily, this Okay, this okay, okay. Has. Now, you got to be honest with me. I'm going to ask you a very yeah. serious question here. All right. Have you ever found yourself in a public restroom where you didn't realize there was no toilet paper and you go, I got a hanky in my pocket? <laughs> Maybe I just use the hanky. No, I've never done that. No. Liar! <laughs> no, no. no, but one day when I was a kid, about, I don't know, 14 or something, uh, someone did ask to borrow my hanky because they needed to... wipe to... their butt? No, 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 no. To blow their nose. Oh, hanky stanky! <laughs> to blow their nose. And he grabbed it and he just blew the biggest snot into my hanky and I was like, keep it. Okay, keep it. <laughs> it was, yeah, it's, I still remember it. I'm like, oh, God. What, did he show it to you? No, I heard it. And oh. just, I, I was, cause I, he's like, can I borrow it? And I'm like, sure. And then he blew into it. I'm like, oh, my God, that's gross. I was me? expecting a medium size. Yeah. <laughs> I was expecting maybe like a white. I don't know what I was expecting, to be honest. But yeah. What would you have accepted? I, that? Yeah, I know, I know. It was sounding dry. Like but, maybe he was just going to like dry his hands a little bit or something. Uh, like that you know, maybe would have taken back. But, but that, that hanky, that was the last day we had together. Was that it a hanky? good one too? Oh, Do you have favorite hankies? Like is there a hierarchy to your hankies? Not really. Not no. really. You don't have one that you'll take to a wedding? One that you'll <laughs> no, take no. to a wedding? I'll, I'll pack a couple for a wedding but I will iron it before the wedding. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. 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 Well, where are you putting it? In your pocket? In your pocket, yeah. Because it's, yeah, hopefully you won't use it but you certainly don't want it bulging or anything like that. Oh, you're trying yeah. to flatten it. Yes, okay. yes, you should yes. travel with like a waffle maker or like a sandwich maker. <laughs> you can press it really quick. <laughs> All right. So the boys, are they going to get their, uh, their own hanky first or a cell phone first? Hankies. <laughs> Hankies. Monogrammed. That's a good idea. Maybe. Well, you don't have a monogrammed hanky? No. Oh. Well, that seems like something you should have. Let's put it on the Christmas list. That's yeah, a good idea, Phil, nice man. Idea. Yeah, I like pure hankies. <laughs> you don't want to reach for the corner actually get, like, get a little embroidery in your nose. I think this whole time Lee's actually just been using Kleenexes and he just throws every hanky away, but he's... <laughs> Ironing a Kleenex before a wedding? You're pulling one out I'm right checking, now? I'm checking which pocket's in. Here it is. Here, what, did yeah. you keep oh, it in one pocket one. more than the other? Oh, oh God. God. That one looked That disgusting. one looked dirty, mate. <laughs> well, it's been used, yeah. There's yeah. a little sniffle in the air right now. That's fine. <laughs> Are you washing the hankies with all other laundry, or do they get their own like? It tends to go wash. with the underwear and socks. Yeah, wash. all right. Yeah, yeah. Tends to. Not always. I mean, you know, occasionally if you're depending on time and needs. <laughs> we just gave a good ten minutes to that. You got to respect it. Uh, any other fashion faux pas? I hate uh, when I uh, when I wear double browns. Uh, like I have on a brown pair of pants and I put on a brown jacket and I'm like Ugh, what's going on here <laughs> it, looks, it just looks crazy to me <laughs> I don't like doing it I don't even like double blues or like any yeah you know I mean double blues I'm okay I don't know why I'm okay with double blues maybe just because it's such a dark color but when I'm rocking those double browns <laughs> I don't love the double browns look but uh it's happening more and more often unfortunately also boots with sweatpants 
That's a weird feeling. <laughs> you can feel a little bit like a ghost face killer. If you have the, like yeah. a big baggy boot, but in general, you just feel a, on the verge of scumbag yeah. dad with boots with sweats. Uh, how do you feel about high socks? Like with shorts? Like, Ooh. so, okay, so I asked Nora this question. Like, like a what, knee sock? Yeah, I said, like, uh, what do I do that could possibly be an answer to this? Um, something that you're embarrassed by, that it's like very, I'm leaning into a dad like fashion thing. And she said, high socks. I took offense to it immediately. I said, high socks is actually very fashionable it's like uh i mean maybe i'm wrong but there's no doubt like a skater culture to it and even oh for sure but then i understood also what she's saying she's like yeah but my dad wears like high socks like up to the calf and it's not <laughs> fashionable and i'm like yeah you're right and i'm like where am i teetering on that yeah, it's a tough her call. dad is a fashion genius We've already <laughs> yeah, i know established that. i know so okay so it sounds like you're siding with me a little bit on this oh 100 percent. i wear high socks all the time Mid-calf, I mean. Yeah, this one. That's not what, wearing not knee socks. No, no, no. Not yeah, knee yeah, socks. yeah. Mid-calf. Oh, mid-calf. That's my go-to sock. Yeah, I know. Good for everything. <laughs> but, but, I mean, you're right. Yeah, she's she's right. A dad will wear a sock. Yeah, that's all, that's all as well. But, I mean, socks are... It's tough to go wrong with socks, to really botch it. I realized not too long ago, one of our pickup runs, everybody wears fairly high socks now. There were maybe a decade ago, and I was one of them, I was wearing low socks. No shows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hooping, right? I played a That's game in gone. high school with no socks on because I couldn't find no-show socks, and I just didn't want to have any socks showing. Mm. I was the same way. I wanted <laughs> no-show socks all the time. I, I think I held on to it a lot longer than most people because then I started realizing, like, everybody's rocking socks now. Everybody. <clears throat> and now I'm right there. Wear your socks like no one's watching. I think that's what people are doing out there. People feel people feel like they're not being judged on a basketball floor, so they can just wear them to their their liking, which is fully extended, right? Like you're, and, so, you're, and socks you're, have and become that's such to a the yeah. full height. Part. Don't scrunch them. No. Don't scrunch. That means you're embarrassed. Yeah. By your socks. <laughs> right? Get garters for them. <laughs> you know start, those old timey. Yeah. <laughs> like playing basketball though. Yeah. That's a pick and payoff right there. You gotta to gotta your play your next run in uh, sock girders. girders. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Dressed like a 1940s basketball player. But you gotta do it with the no-shows ones because those are the ones that drop on you. Those are the ones that you can sometimes they get a little too bacony around. Uh, you, you've washed them too many times, they'll start slipping down your shoe. Right. Mm -hmm. So the mm -hmm. garter is slipping into the shoe <laughs> yeah. itself, just yeah. holding it in place. It's like clipped yeah. on the bottom of your foot. Okay. I like it. Uh, what about so what about you, JD? Is there anything? Uh, yeah, I have a real penchant for cargo pants. Yeah, That's you a do. Real weakness of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. I love the pockets. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm proud. Very proud. Do you get blowback from either your wife or your kids? Like, are they like uh, no, no, not really. No, no. Who are they to talk? Have you seen them? The way they dress? <laughs> I'm the best looking person in my house. <laughs> I mean, best dressed, not best looking. Best dressed is what I meant. <laughs> we know what you meant. Are, are you carrying anything in those pockets? Or well, yeah, you? sometimes, yeah. Like what? Well, I, you know, I got like reading glasses I have yeah, to like, carry yeah. around now, and you know, a phone and a wallet and all that. And when I'm not wearing my cargo pants, I have a, I have like my little satchel mm -hmm. that that I like. But uh, you know, sometimes you just like to to walk around unencumbered, except for those massive <laughs> pockets. So you can barely walk. You got 20 pounds on each side. Yeah. Great question, Adam. Uh, a few more here. 
Hey, you know, Stinky Dinkers? As a Portland native and diehard Blazers fan, it pains me to write this, but I think it's nearing the time for us to lay the Blazers' playoff hopes to rest. The injury bug is a cruel mistress, and she waits for no man. (laughs) That being said, I found myself in an interesting position. The Blazers haven't missed the playoffs since before I was really a fan of the league, so I'm finding myself needing to find a plan B team to root for. For me, I'm going with the Mavs in the Western Conference and the Raptors, oh yeah, in the East. I want to know, what are your plan B teams that you'd root for if your team wasn't making the playoffs? Sorry, Trey Kirby. Um, obviously a Bulls fan. Take me home, Clipper Bros. That's from Shelbs. Uh, funny timing with this, because we just talked about on this morning's podcast how we didn't include the Blazers in one of our polls mm. of which team you'd like to see win the eighth seed in the West. Uh, but I guess Shelbs is ready to, to say goodbye to his Blazers playoff chances and wants to know you know, who maybe you, in a plan B scenario, would be rooting for. So, yeah, Trey, obviously, uh, being a Bulls fan, do you have a second team? I'll root for the Raptors with my buddies. Okay. There's no doubt about it. If you have adopted a home team for, you know, like I moved from Chicago area to Toronto uh, to work with you guys. So, of course, I adopted the Raptors while there, and that's stuck around, so I'm happy to root for them. And I'm also good with rooting for players who used to be Bulls, like Jimmy Butler. I'll be rooting for Jimmy Butler come playoff time. Those are my two strategies, basically. I think the Sixers is a good backup. Why do you ask? I say because I think everybody in their fan base believes that they can go far. So there's enough confidence there, but also you're not falling too far if they lose because there's also the realization that maybe we're not that good. So I'm just I'm just managing my feelings in this instance really is what I'm doing with the Sixers. Mm, but that's interesting as a Raptors fan. I mean, that's same division right there. Sixers reps. I, for, uh, I forget that they're in the same division. I know, right? Time, so. I'm the only one that remembers. Hanging that out anymore. in the Atlantic, are they? <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, I guess they're they're not really rivals. So <laughs> I can't even convince myself they're rivals. I'm a fan I mean, of the league. They just played, I guess, in last year's amazing playoff series. But I'm a fan of the league. Mm. I got a Sixers hanky in my pocket, <laughs> and another one's giving a high five. <laughs> 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 Lee, what you got? Yeah, yeah, you are a fan of the that's, league. That's the thing. You, to have a plan B, you need to have a plan A. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I mean, the Raptors are clearly the team that I, you know, I'd love the Raptors to go back to back. But I'll be happy if they win, the Bucks win, or the Nuggets win. No, yeah, I'd be happy with any of those three teams. I wouldn't be upset at really even anyone who wins. You know? <laughs> You know? even, even the Nuggets is an interesting oh, I'd love to see addition big, to that mix. I'd but. love to see big, sweaty Nicola winning a championship. I think that'd be great. <laughs> Nicola. <laughs> I'd love to see Jamal Murray go deep in the playoffs too. I think he, uh, I think he's going to be a very good player. Like Jamal Murray. Hey, I'm in on that. Yeah, I'm cheering a lot of the times for Canadian guys. So I'm going to go with a Western Conference team. If I was picking one to actively root for, give me OKC. Mm. I'm going to cheer for the Thunder because... I would love the idea of, uh, you know, if Chris Paul could somehow, you know, get this team to win a playoff series, uh, which Westbrook obviously struggled with after Durant left, that would be pretty cool. Maybe he can just do this somehow sort of miraculous run where he has like this sort of ragtag bunch of guys who everybody was ready to write off, everybody was ready to trade half of them, and, and they go on a run. You know, it's not likely that it's going to happen. It's very difficult to win uh, as a lower seed in the NBA playoffs, but. You know, you got Shea Gilgis Alexander too. I'm a. We got a bet going that Shea Gilgis Alexander will be an All Star in the in the forthcoming two years, uh-huh, right? In uh-huh. one of the next two years. So getting into the playoffs, putting up a great performance, that would sure help his uh, his chances. There's no doubt of getting selected in uh, either next year or the year after. OKC is my plan B 
after the wraps. But you make a good point. You should get a play one piece of plain NBA gear just to root, just to root for the game. I'm just supporting the game here. I have an NBA sweatshirt. Yeah, you got an NBA sweatshirt. Yep. Uh, Lee has his pair of giant NBA jeans that he wears covered <laughs> in patches. Yep. Everybody's got something. Yep. You got to pull a Roblo. Yeah, it feels like we got a bunch of NBA gear in our final year at Turner last year with just NBA logos. Or I'm just thinking of hats. I've got a red NBA logo hat. Oh, yeah. I remember those. It's pretty up. cool. Do you ever wear it? Sometimes. Nice. It's a nice uh, flex fit. That's a true Rob Lowe move right there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. If you yeah, if you show up at a playoff game, Taz, make sure you just straight wear the NBA hat and wear uh, – who has – does somebody have just an NBA jacket? I've got a jacket. You do. Yeah, oh, yeah. Someone's like got to wear the jacket. hat and the jacket to an NBA playoff You look like a referee wearing that, yeah. like right before warm-ups. All right, final one here. Quick one. Will JD change his Instagram handle – and I guess all his social media handles to No Dunks JD. That's from Lachlan R. Because currently, they're starters JD. Yeah. Well, I'm verified on Twitter, and I don't want to give that up. I don't want to give up my mm-hmm. my blue check mark. <laughs> means so much to you. It means a lot. Well, it celebrities take me more seriously. Yeah, fair. I'm I'm followed by Barack Obama, <laughs> uh, but you wow. know. Wow. Uh, and it's. I have no idea why. Yeah. Um, and I didn't even know I was until I ran into uh, this woman at the supermarket. And she, she was like, very impressed with me because uh, she's like, you're followed. Did you know that Barack Obama follows you on you Twitter? Serious? Yeah. So she knew who followed you? Well, because I, I guess on your Twitter profile, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it says who follows you. And uh, oh, so she had looked you up. I guess she looked me up. Mm. She was creeping on me. Yeah, mm. uh, like in those cargo pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably got Barack in one side of the <laughs> and Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No wonder your name dro- dropping all these names. Got to keep somewhere to put them and in the cargo. That's exactly right. Uh, and it's all thanks to my blue check mark. So. The good thing is, J.D., you only follow 608,000 people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Who, Barack? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but how many people follow him? No, yeah, 113 million. Yeah, so, so a great there ratio. You go. Yeah. It's a good ratio. No, I know. It's great. I'm jealous. I'm so, super so jealous. So you're worried about changing the, your Twitter handle, especially because you lose the verified mm-hmm. blue check mark as soon as you do that. That's right. And maybe not easy to get it back. As, I have no as, idea. As no dunks, JD. Yeah, I, I have no idea how I got it in the first place. <laughs> so I assume uh, NBA TV had something to do with it. Oh, well, maybe it was Barack Obama. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> like I like what this guy's tweeting. Now. He's got some great points about idling cars, and I yeah. think I'm going to make a call to uh, yeah. to Jack. Let's <laughs> call him up. Hey, Jack, it's Barack. Okay, was how this, to verify him? Was this person you just met in the produce aisle, or did she knew you from before? Uh, no, yeah, no, no. I I knew oh, her. Okay. She's a. a, a a parent at uh, my kid's school. Uh, okay. She just knows yeah, so your she's stuff. Creeping. She's creeping. Yeah. She's definitely creeping. So right. you're so you're never you're never changing. I'm gonna change it. I guess. I mean, on the other hand, who cares, right? Yeah, and you know, it's still a word starters. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yep. Did Matt change his? No, I, no, I was just gonna look that up. I don't think Matty O has dropped the starters. No, yeah. he's starters Matt. Yeah, and I think it's the exact same reason. Yeah, the guy's trying to make it in L.A. <laughs> That's right. You know, uh, you know, you don't want, you got to help. It's going to help your case to be it's verified. It's not going to hurt. I mean, look at the cautionary tale of Amir Blumenfeld, who was verified as Jake and Amir switched his name to Blumenfeld. No check. Oh, mm. how's he sleep at night? <laughs> he maybe hasn't. He's got a lot of tweets. Up. Wow. Matty O, you know, looking at his Twitter account right now, at Starters Matt, which he's, of course, kept, 
he has still kept the starters uh, wow. banner, wow. image banner, I guess, whatever you call that. Oh, yeah. Wow. Maybe he's nervous. He doesn't want to even change that. That might uh, lose his, val- his uh, verification, you know? Oh, wow. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I'm guessing he has no idea it's still his uh, <laughs> image banner. Yeah, he's a tweet deck guy, so you never see that. <laughs> Maybe we should send him a no dunks just to... Change it up. Well, we'll see. It. Yeah, we should send him one. Yeah. That'd, that'd be kind of us. Yeah. Guys, thank you, as always, for sending in your crazy NBA and non-NBA questions and comments to nodunks at theathletic.com. Keep them coming. Tweet at us at nodunksinc or at startersjd. Any questions that you have. Or use the hashtag nodunks. And uh, yeah, we'll be uh, stepping on the beach, of course, next week. So get those cues in now. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And I just found this out. Porter Airlines follows JD. Wow. You see? Free cookies for you. (laughs) Embrace the day, people. You could stay.